Hi there, you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 122. When I made my first sale, I realized I had something here, but I was still too scared to put my name on it. I was scared to own it. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, and now it's time to light it up. Welcome to Gift Biz Unwrapped, your source for industry-specific insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And now, here's your host, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Whether you own a brick-and-mortar shop, sell online, or are just getting started, you'll discover new insight to gain traction and to grow your business. And today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Hallie Sherman. Hallie is a licensed speech-language pathologist working full-time in the public schools. In her spare time, she blogs and creates digital resources to assist busy speech-language pathologists to make their jobs a bit easier. She started this entrepreneurial journey about five years ago, and at that time, she didn't have a permanent job and used her blog as a therapeutic outlet. Back then, she kept her blog anonymous to prevent having issues while finding a tenure-track position. In truth, Hallie didn't think anybody would read it. But as time went on, she built a loyal following and a loyal customer base just by providing content that her audience loved. After over three years of blogging, she finally revealed her identity and her audience no longer has to admire her incognito. Oh, wow, Haley, I cannot wait to hear all about your experience. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So I like to start off by a little bit of a creative way in that I like to have you describe yourself through a motivational candle. That's something that us creatives like to do. So if you were to tell us what your ideal candle would look like, what color would it be and what would be the quote on your candle? Sure. The color would be purple. Not only is it because it's my favorite color and the color of my brand, but the color represents creativity, imagination, royalty, and even sensitivity. And I think all those are great attributes of an entrepreneurial and a creative entrepreneur. And you must be able to stand out yet be sensitive to those you are trying to serve. And a quote that I just love that I think resonates with me and my brand and everything about me is beauty begins with the moment you decide to be yourself by Coco Chanel, because I had a lot of struggles. And as we're going to get into today with revealing my identity and putting a face behind my business and being truthful to my audience. And so once you realize that what you are capable of, you can do so much more. I 100% agree with you and that quote. So I'm really excited to get into that. I think that is the key, being yourself. But you said a word that's really interesting, Hallie, because I've never heard anyone talk about it this way before. And that was, you said, be sensitive to your audience. We always talk about, well, you need to know who your customer is and, you know, you need to know who you're talking to. But in terms of being sensitive to your audience, I've never heard it stated that way. Can you expand on that a little bit? Sure. Since I am a speech pathologist in the schools and I'm serving speech pathologists in the schools, I get the struggles that my audience is going through on an everyday basis. I'm there with them. I'm in the trenches. I know exactly what is going on. And even if it's not happening to me, it's happening to a friend, a coworker. It's happened to me in the past. And I'm very sensitive on the fact that a lot of my audience is spending money out of their own pocket to pay for resources to help their students, which is going towards my business. 
It's not like they're getting funding from a school or a district and things like that. I'm very sensitive on the fact that my audience wants to be better and do more and have more free time to devote to their families and things like that. I'm very sensitive of all their different struggles because I have it as well. And that's why I created my business. I realized that I had a strength, a strength that was you know, my lesson planning didn't take me that much time that I was easily able to look at my students and come up with a quick idea fast. And that was why I started this whole entrepreneurial journey. But I'm sensitive in the fact that I know what struggles my audience is having, which is leading them to find me. Okay, so let's do take this back from the beginning. I kind of did a quick rundown in your intro of everything that was going on with you. And now you've shared a little bit that you'd identified that you had something that came really easily to you. But let's talk a little bit more about this. Your company's called Speech Time Fun. And let's talk this all through. How did this all get started? Sure. About five years ago, I was hopping from leave replacement to leave replacement. The teaching job market in New York is still pretty rough. And back then it was even more rough. There was not many jobs and I was hopping from leave replacement to leave replacement. And I was still putting myself out there each and every year, putting my resume out there. Let me stop you. When you say leave replacement. Like a maternity leave. Like I was filling in for someone else. Oh, got you. Okay. So yes, yeah, so I was filling in for other people's positions. I wasn't having my own position because there weren't any at the time. And I was getting a little down on myself. I'm like, here I am. I've put in my time. I'm seeing people around me getting jobs. I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? And I didn't know where I was going to go. I thought maybe I would start my own private practice. So I created a website thinking I was going to start my own private practice. I didn't know where I was going to go. I just knew I needed to do something different than what I was already doing. And I realized that I had a strength. I was talking to a few coworkers and friends of mine, and they were up till 11 o'clock at night lesson planning. And I was like, that doesn't take me much time. And that got me frustrated because here I am. I was not the one with a full-time job. (laughs) And they did. And so I decided to, it was right around the time when Pinterest was becoming popular. I think back then I needed to apply for an account and I decided to blog and pin it and I saw my pins starting to travel and people were starting to read it. I was realizing I had something here. I had something people wanted and needed. And so what were the topics of your blogs? It was just different quick speech therapy ideas that using what speech therapists already had in their rooms. Like at that point, I wasn't making my own digital resources. I was just sharing strategies and materials that I found. I would find various iPad apps that I would use with my students and share it on my blog and different things that would benefit other speech pathologists struggling to come up with ideas for themselves to meet the different needs of their students. Speech language pathologists have a different caseload each and every year when it comes to their students. It's not like a classroom teacher where there's a curriculum. We're kind of thrown in and basically told, do what you got to do for your students. And we're given no direction by any boss, administrator, anything. So we have to be creative. We have to kind of try to pull things together using the limited resources that we are given. So I, on my blog, I shared all these different tools using index cards and I would find things at the dollar store and share how they can fund creative idea. And I would share it on my blog. And because of Pinterest, people found it. But back then, since I was still looking for a full-time job and I didn't think anyone was going to read my blog anyway, I decided to not put my name on it thinking, I I don't think I needed my name on it, first of all. And I didn't want to be Googleable in case like a potential job was looking for me. I didn't think that it was a positive thing at the time. I thought of it as a negative. You kind of did it consciously, but not really, because you just didn't put your name on it. But 
there was the reason because you didn't want to be found in case that would interfere with an opportunity for some position. But it was mm-hmm. kind of either way. You really didn't give it too much thought, right? I didn't think anyone was going to read it anyways. How long did it take to get traction? A couple months. Within six months, I saw you know my pins floating. And that was when I started getting the social media accounts going. I was like, I got something here. So even with no one knowing who I was, I still had a Facebook account. I had an Instagram account. I had a blog following. Back then, people were you know commenting on blogs. So I knew that people were reading. And I was growing a, a Pinterest following. So I got to see the numbers growing. And even like page views on Google Analytics, I saw all that going. And I'm like, huh. After six months, I was like, I have something here. And then I found out about a website called Teachers Pay Teachers. And it's like Etsy, but for teachers. It's a digital selling platform where people can have their own stores on their website, just like Etsy. And I created a store for myself and started creating digital resources that people can purchase and download and print it out and put together themselves to use in their therapy rooms. And I I thought, who's going to buy this from me? (laughs) You were doubting yourself the whole way through, weren't you, Hallie? (laughs) The whole way. I'm like, no one knows who I am. Here I am. You know, I don't even have a full time job yet. And when I made my first sale, I realized I had something here, but I was still too scared to put my name on it. I was scared to own it. Why? Partially because of the job situation. I was afraid of being Googleable, And I really honestly was afraid of what people might think, what coworkers might think, what friends might think. Even though you were getting traction and you were obviously responding to people's comments on the blog. So you were seeing all of this positive reinforcement, but you were still anxious about getting out there. I was still just worried about what people would think if they found me. I thought of it in a negative sense in the beginning. I don't know why. Did you, were you thinking like, okay, if they know that it's me, then this will all go away. But as long as they don't know it's me, it's all good. Yes. Isn't that crazy? I thought that maybe if they knew it was me, they would say, I'm not buying from her now. (laughs) Yeah, that's really interesting. Okay, gift biz listeners... Is this resonating with you? Is there something that you're thinking of doing? And more than likely, you're not even starting and hiding behind it like Hallie was doing. But is there something where you just keep thinking to yourself, oh, it's for everybody else, but I'm not deserving or it's not for me. Just think about that a little bit as we carry on with this conversation. Okay, so you have everything out there. You're starting to put out some courses and people are actually opening their wallets and spending money with you. Mm -hmm. That had to be so exciting. Oh, it's so exciting. (laughs) Back then on uh, their app, it would go cha-ching when you get a sale. Yay! And when they first heard that first cha-ching, you're like, wow. That can't be mine. Something must be wrong. (laughs) I know. I had to check. I had to go on the website. I'm like, wait. And I realized I had something. I realized that people were enjoying what I was providing into the world. And over time, it made it easier to stay hidden. I was afraid that my audience would be mad at me if I all of a sudden came out and revealed my identity. I even had friends and coworkers purchase from me, not knowing it was me. Oh, wow. Did you ever have conversations where someone would say, oh, you should go to this site and check it out and see? And then it was really you? It was me. Uh Uh-huh. It happened several times. And that's what made it harder to reveal my identity because I was like, okay, now I'm really hiding things from people now. Now it gets to the point where, because there are people that know you, that it's almost dishonest then if you don't say, well, it's me. Mm -hmm. And I was just so worried about being figured out at that point. 
I was so thrown into the mix of hidden and no one knows who I am. I had the secret identity and it was just easier to stay hidden because I was afraid of now what people that I knew that bought from me would think when they realized that I just took their money and (laughs) didn't tell them that I did. I'm kind of thinking must have come to a point where it's like it's either now or never because at some point you're just in too deep if you don't say something soon. It did. And then I had my big turning point was when a bunch of other speech pathologists, bloggers, teacher pay teacher sellers, they came together and they went to a national convention. I didn't go because how could I go? No one knows who I am. And I was sitting back looking on social media, watching them grow their businesses and do amazing things. And I couldn't be a part of it because no one knew who I was. And I was like, I need to do something about this, but I was still too scared. So the following year, I decided to go myself. I was still anonymous, but I was like, I'm going to go and see what happens. And when I was there, I had numerous conversations with customers, with fellow entrepreneurs in the same industry as myself. And they were like, what are you scared of? You're holding yourself back. Like they were almost like, they're mad at me. I'll never forget this. They said to me, I don't trust you. I don't know you. How can I work with you? I, I don't know you. Interesting. And I was like, huh. I was like, here I am. I have all this credibility because I have all these products. I've been blogging for three years now. I should have credibility, but I didn't because no one knew my name. No one even knew that I was a licensed speech pathologist. They trusted me when I said that I was, but there was no proof because they couldn't check my credentials even. And after that conference, I came home from Denver. I sat down with my husband. I said, I'm revealing my identity. This is it. I'm done. I'm doing it. And I started doing little teasers on social media. And I got together various other bloggers in my industry. I said, will you help me out? And they were like, yeah, we'll help. We'll make this big. Like, we're going to really showcase that you're a real person since we met you now in person. And I did a whole big giveaway and a whole big party on my blog and on social media. I made it big. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this right. And I've been in the last, what, two years now, I've been still making up for lost time. And in the meantime, I've been now hopping on Facebook Lives, doing webinars. I'm speaking at conferences now. I'm now on your podcast. (laughs) All these things would have never happened if I was still anonymous. And I've made it my business to go above and beyond to make up for lost time because three years went by that I lost, that no one knew who I was. I couldn't share stories. I couldn't show that I was a real person and be sensitive. I couldn't be sensitive when I was anonymous because I was afraid to reveal too much. So now I'm so able to do so much more now that I reveal my identity. Right. Okay. I have a million questions here now, of course. It's so heart-wrenching that you were the one holding yourself back and people were just open to you already, just meeting you at that conference and saying, yes, 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 go for it. So you go home, you talk to your husband, but still inside, you had to be so anxious and so nervous. But what did you do? You didn't just like a little bit reveal your identity. You made it this big thing. Mm -hmm. I said, if I'm going to do it, I'm doing it right and I'm doing it well and I'm going to own it. And if people call me up and ask me, hey, why didn't you tell me? I had a story ready to go and I 
said exactly what I said to you, that I was really nervous. <laughs> and it can be a true story. I mean, everyone can relate to this. I think everybody, and, and the few, maybe 2% of the population who has no self-doubt ever, if that even exists, can totally relate and understand. There's a, been a situation in their lives where that's happened too. Talk to us a little bit about your party, like what you did on social media. And the reason I'm asking you this is I'm a big advocate. You know, we have a lot of listeners who only have online shops. Okay, they're never going to have a brick and mortar, you know, any of that. And I try to explain to them that you too can have a grand opening. It's not only for physical locations for them to have a grand opening when they're starting their business. So this is kind of similar in terms of your party. And this is the grand opening of you, Hallie Sherman, right? Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about what you did there. I had a week long of blog giveaways. I was giving away my free resources. I was giving away gift cards. I had people donating to me. I reached out to people and I was like, hey, I'm doing this big reveal. I'm going to get a lot of traffic because people are so curious to know who I am. Would you donate to me? And so many people were like, of course. And they donated resources. They donated like I think I got some iPad app gift codes to give away. I gave away so many different things like a week long of events. And so how did you promote it? Pinterest. I back then I wasn't doing Facebook ads, just using social media. Back then the algorithms weren't that crazy. When you say back then, what year was this? What year was your reveal? 2015. Okay, so a couple years ago, year and a half, two years ago, something like that. Okay, so no ads, really no money spent. It was all social media and organic messaging, really. By asking other people to help donate, I was also hoping that they would share it on their social media to bring people to my blog post where I went through my story. I showed pictures of myself. I shared little snippets of information I never shared before, where I went to college, the state that I live in. I was still nervous about giving too many details away. I mean, that's also something that we all probably struggle with how much to reveal because we still want to have some things private. But I just gave away enough of information that people knew I was credible and they can trust me. And I just showed my face. I had to get used to taking selfies. That was something I was not comfortable with. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that is the logistical side, if you will. Now, internally, Hallie, like in your heart, how did you get yourself to do it? I just had to do it. It was like a band-aid. I had to just rip it. Like when I came home from that conference, it was honestly in like a two-week span. I was like, I'm just doing it. I'm going. And I haven't looked back ever since I've been the momentum has just continued to grow. And I see the feedback and the results when people were saying to me, thank you so much for revealing and thank you so much for helping me with A, B and C and your blog posts and your resources have given me so much motivation and inspiration that keeps me going. Otherwise, <laughs> I haven't had a chance to sit back and say, oh, my God, people know who I am now. Right. Tips for people then who are in this type of a situation. It sounded like you didn't even let yourself think. You just said, okay, I know I've got to do it. I'm going to put this together. You clearly strategized and planned the reveal because you had the whole structure and the rollout and all of that. But then when you actually did it, did you just like shut your brain off and say, we are in performance mode. I'm not thinking I'm going to just do this. Yes. And I realized that I had a talent and something that I should own and be proud of. And when I started telling people, I started getting that elevator speech going like, hey, this is what I do. And I started telling people and people were like, wow, that's awesome. You have to teach me how to do it. <laughs> and that was the responses I kept getting. And I'm like, why was I scared? What was I afraid of? And <laughs> no one's given me any 
negative responses ever since then. And that's kept me going. Well, that and now you're seeing what you were missing out on by not revealing yourself earlier, which is really, I've never heard anybody do this before, Hallie. And it's just so interesting for everybody to see that they're just keeping themselves back. However, what I would say also is you did prove that you had something that an audience wanted. So it was kind of nice for you in that situation back then to just test some things out if you didn't feel comfortable with getting your name out and truly you had a good reason just in case Mm -hmm. you know for the position you know to get a position if that would conflict or whatever but would you say that maybe it was good in the beginning you just should have come out a little bit earlier oh definitely once I saw the first pin go viral I should have revealed my identity once I realized that I had something that people wanted I should have owned it I shouldn't have never, looking back, I take back so many mistakes, but everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that. I needed to go through the motions of being scared and going to this conference and realizing that I was missing out on so many opportunities because I realized in my heart that I wanted those opportunities. I didn't think that five years ago. Five years ago, I just wanted someone to read my blog. That's all I cared about. So would you recommend for somebody in your situation to test the waters behind the scenes like you did? And just if they get traction, then come on out if someone's really nervous and they just want to test system? Or would you just recommend coming out right from the start? There's definitely benefits for both. If you are hesitant and nervous and worried about whatever reason, whether it's a full-time job that you have at the time, or you're not sure if people are going to like whatever you're producing and you're nervous to put your name on it, then try it out. Why not? But don't wait three years. (laughs) Once you see that people are investing and liking your stuff, put your name on it, own it, put a personality behind it. That's been the best thing I can do. Even just doing an Instagram story, people say to me, wow, I love your accent. You're clearly from New York. And no one was able to do that before. And so many people are like commenting back like, oh, I have a cousin that lives in New York. I love hearing your accent. And then people are able to connect with something as simple as that, that I couldn't do before. And That could lead to more sales and growing my audience. And now I'm able to do so much more that sky is the limit. I couldn't be in this situation if I didn't put my name on it and my face and my personality. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I think we've gotten the message down in that you just do it. You know, you don't think about it. If this is the direction that you're taking, you just go ahead and let yourself be out there and don't second guess yourself. Just be yourself. And back to your point with your candle quote is be yourself and don't try to be anybody else. Because when you try to be somebody else, it comes across as inauthentic. You can spot it a mile away, right? So just be yourself. Some people are going to love you. Some people may not so much. And that's perfectly fine too. But now you're also talking about this whole live aspect. You're going on Instagram, you're doing stories or Facebook Live or whatever. That's a whole nother realm, right? Because that's not just saying, okay, I'm this person behind the words. That's putting your face in front of a camera. Yes. (laughs) That was scary in itself. I mean, for someone who is scared to put their name on anything, to then be raw and real on live video, it was a whole nother ball game. But I realized that I had to. In this industry, I had to stand out. I had to fight algorithms and I had to put myself out there in order to see the growth and sales that I wanted. And I felt like I deserved. So again, you just decided you were going to do it and that's it. Mm -hmm. I did it once and I saw the response and I was like, I got to keep going. 
in the beginning, I was a lot more consistent. I was doing periscope, I think, once a week, maybe twice a week. Not so much as much now as I would like to be since, you know, I, I mean, now I'm on summer break, but I was working full time and I have a three-year-old. So it's a little difficult to go Facebook lives and things like that. But I always try to do like a daily Instagram story to get my audience to see me get fresh ideas. I like to stand out and just be present and in their inbox or whatever. I used to do daily periscopes when Periscope first came out. And now I'm doing Instagram stories and Facebook live too. But you're doing daily Instagram, which is awesome. You know, the stories and people, it's so interesting because when you are just yourself, in fact, I did a story real quick right before we jumped on. Do you know that it's social media marketing day today? Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, we are recording June 30th for those of you who are tracking time because this show won't actually go live until next month, actually August, I believe. But yeah, I mean, live is so important these days and you attract people that you wouldn't be attracting anywhere else. And they really see, to your point, Hallie, about, you know, a personality, someone that they can relate to and just genuine. People want to feel like they're buying from their best friend or their neighbor or someone they know. That's otherwise they would go to these big businesses and things like that. They want to buy from people they know and can trust. Absolutely. There is a big shift now, I think, from the big chain stores now to more personal one-on-one buying, just like you're talking about. So thrilled that you're talking about Instagram stories. And the nice thing about all that live too is it's not expected that it's going to be perfect. You're not going to necessarily brand everything and so what if coffee spills off a desk or whatever. (laughs) People just want to see real. People want to see that you're a real person, you stumble on your words, that you make mistakes, your phone might ring in the middle of a webinar. It's happened to me and you just got to keep on going and trust that you're providing such great value that your audience is going to eat up and love and keep going and keep doing it. Absolutely. Any final comments or recommendations or wisdom for people who are sitting on the fence and say, yeah, yeah, Hallie, I hear what you're saying, but I'm still nervous about it. The more you can connect with your audience, the more they're going to connect with you and be willing to share what you're doing with their friends and tell people and buy more and more and more. If you want those repeat buyers and people to really resonate with your business and what you're doing and what you stand for, you need to put yourself out there and share it. Don't be afraid to take a selfie. Don't be afraid to do an Instagram story with your face showing. Do a Facebook Live. Put your name on your blog and with a nice photo. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there because you'll never know what you're missing out on unless you try. And from someone who's been there, so much opportunity has been presented since showing my face and my audience really appreciated it. They said, thank you. And they're able to really connect with what I'm doing and what I'm standing for. And I'm also able to stand out more for my competitors because I'm able to put my personality with my branding. So I say do it. Oh my gosh, Hallie, excellent point. I mean, couldn't have been said better. And you just brought in a great comment at the end in terms of standing out from your competitors because no one else can be you. So let's even say somebody was trying to do something similar to you. No one can still do it in your way. Everybody is themselves. So everybody can have that advantage. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a different, unique story that brings something different to the table. And unless you share your story, no one will know that. Absolutely. Okay, I want to swing now into something a little bit different because we've really talked about how you just need to get yourself out there in front and take the chances and take the risk. Let's talk a little bit now about your blogging and creating courses and all of that. 
What do you think in that whole journey, in terms of putting that out there, what types of traits or what resources or what did you pull from yourself to get that taken care of, to do that? I like to look at the struggles that I've had in my field and I write about it. I share, okay, this is a problem and this is how you can solve it. This is how I solved it. And by using my own personal experiences and sharing stories and tapping into the, and using the language that I know my audience is using, people are reading it and liking it and able to try it out for themselves. Because they can relate to it probably. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you have any tools that you can share with us in terms of what you're doing? You have a three-year-old you mentioned, so life is probably full of lots of (laughs) demands on your time here and there and everywhere. What do you do in your workday? Are there any tools or anything that you're using so that you can get everything taken care of and produce as you are? My cell phone. (laughs) I just take photos wherever I can and I batch them out and I use lots of folders in a Dropbox app on my phone that can connect to my computer. This way when she goes to bed, I can easily transfer everything over and use. I love using Canva to keep my branding intact and make quick templates for myself so I can easily make Pinterest images of my resources that I create and of my blog post ideas. So that's something that just saves me a lot of time. I just use my templates with my colors and my fonts and all that stuff. And then I also just love anything that automates my business as much as possible. So I use a lot of Tailwind. It's a scheduling platform for Pinterest. This way I can set it and forget it. I have all my pins of my blog posts and my Teachers Pay Teachers resources scheduled out for a month and I don't have to think about it. I love also using Meet Edgar to schedule out my Facebook and Twitter posts. So this way I can also set it and forget it. So anything I can really keep as automated as possible because I'd like to be able to sleep and eat. (laughs) And I work a full-time job, so I need to be able to automate as much as possible. Oh my gosh, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) So you are so stressed with time. And I totally agree with you. I'm not as familiar with Tailwind, but I understand a similar thing, I think, to Meet Edgar, but it's for Pinterest. Yes. The other thing that's so great about Meet Edgar is it will continually rotate your posts Mm -hmm. if you want to. So that's really helpful, too, for timing. You have it down pat, Hallie. And I also love Meet Edgar because you can schedule different categories to different times of the day and different days of the week. So I know how my audience is feeling on a Monday morning and I can post something specific in that kind of category of coffee, tired, you know, stressed out, (laughs) upset the weekend's over. And I can schedule out different things based on their mood and interests. And I want to underline that here in terms of posting and the types of posts that you're doing, where Hallie is saying, you know, she understands that her audience might need a little jump start on a Monday morning. And so any posts that are more related to that can jump into the Monday mornings. What is that for your audience? Think about that. Just not posting, not just putting things up in the time frames that you want, but what is the specific topic of the post and how does that then link into what your customer might be experiencing at that point in time? Excellent comment, Haley. All right. Is there a book or another resource that you tap into regularly to help you enhance your posts or continue your learning? I'm always listening to podcasts. Every time I'm in the car going somewhere, I have a podcast going so that I can always learn. I always try to stick to a topic, whether it's blogging or Instagram or Facebook ads, and I will create my a little playlist for myself. And whenever I'm on the go or if I'm going for a walk with my daughter in her stroller, I'm listening and learning and taking in as much information as possible because algorithms are always changing. Social media is always changing. There's always new tools out there. 
I want to be the first to know it. Absolutely. Totally agree. Well, I'm hoping you're listening to ours <laughs> because especially you're going to be on. Of course. <laughs> Are there a couple of others that you would reference? I love Social Media Examiner. That's always a good one. Oh, yeah. Michael Stelzner's. Yours, Amy Porterfield. Those are some, just to name a few, that I you know listen to regularly. Yes, Pat. Those are all my favorites too, Hallie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You guys are my go-tos. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> all right, Gift Biz listeners, just as you're listening to the podcast today, you can also listen to podcasts and audiobooks with ease. I've teamed up with Audible for you to be able to get an audiobook on me for free. All you need to do is go to giftbizbook.com and make a selection. That's giftbizbook.com. All right, Hallie, now I would like to dare you to dream. I'd like to present you with a virtual gift. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. So this is your dream or your goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift and open it in our presence. What is inside your box? The ability to continue to share my gift of creativity and passion. I want to keep helping busy speech language pathologists that are seeking assistance. I know that they're always looking for creative ideas, and I hope to always have those ideas to share over a long haul because I love giving back to a field that I love. I truly love what I do. I love helping my students each and every day, and I hope to just keep that momentum going. I hope to always have the energy and drive and the ideas to keep flowing so I can help the audience that I'm trying to serve. Fabulous. And what is your favorite venue? Is it speaking or what's your very favorite part? I love it all. I I don't speak live as much as I, you know, would love to just because of time. But I have some live speaking events coming up in the future in the next few weeks, actually. Now that I'm off for the summer, I try to book a few. But I love any way that I can teach. I've done a few webinars. I love being able to just share free, valuable ideas. I don't need anyone to necessarily buy anything from me. I just love helping and sharing and helping others learn and grow. Beautiful. How can our listeners get in touch with you? If there was one single place you would direct people to because they're out walking their dogs or in the car or something and they can't look at the show notes page right now, if there was one place you would tell them to look that they can remember, what would that be? They can visit my blog, speechtimefun.com, and there's links there to find me on all of my social media platforms if you want to see what I'm doing over there to get some ideas. And if you really want to dig deep into my blog, and you can probably find the blog post uh, where I revealed my identity as well. (laughs) Oh, that would be fun. So (laughs) So you can look in the search tab and uh, and try to find it. (laughs) Maybe I'll just have to do a little research, find that link and put that over in the show notes page. (laughs) You can as well. (laughs) So if anyone wants to get an idea of what to do, they're more than happy to Uh, do that. And you can also send me a message. You can send one through my blog and I'd be happy to give anyone any guidance or tips or just a motivational speech if you need. Oh, Hallie, thank you so much. That's wonderful that you offered that up. My pleasure. I really have enjoyed speaking with you. I think that this topic is something that so many of our listeners, a lot of people everywhere, but especially our listeners who are really, they have that desire way deep down to do something more. You know, as you talk about, you're not 
in it for getting the sales, you're in it for sharing what you know, helping others make their lives easier, etc. I think so, so many people who are listening can relate. And this is a story, Hallie, it's very unique. It's different than I've ever heard before. And I really appreciate you being genuine and real and authentic and sharing. And I think we're going to help a lot of people here today. So for that, thank you so much. And Hallie, may your candle always burn bright. Thank you so much for having me. Where are you in your business building journey? Whether you're just starting out or already running a business and you want to know your setup for success, find out by taking the Gift Biz Quiz. Access the quiz from your computer at bit.ly slash giftbizquiz or from your phone by texting giftbizquiz to 44222. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us for the next episode. Today's show is sponsored by The Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out theribbonprintcompany.com for more information. After you listen to the show, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to jump over and subscribe to the show on iTunes. That way you'll automatically get the newest episodes when they go live. And thank you to those who have already left a rating and review. By subscribing, rating, and reviewing, you help to increase the visibility of GiftBiz Unwrapped. It's a great way to pay it forward to help others with their entrepreneurial journey as well.